We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here's Barnes. No good. Bell for the rebound. Randall has it. Time winding down here in Toronto. And the Knicks win it. 100th victory as Knicks head coach. He's the eighth head coach in franchise history to reach that milestone. He does it in game number 194. I know, and he's got that stare. I love it. Tom Thibodeau, as intense as they come as a coach, what a phenomenal road victory for the Knicks. They finally break that streak. Since 2015, the Knicks have not won up here. They're doing it again. They did it in Denver, breaking a long drought in Denver earlier on in the season. This season's starting to shape up to have some magic brewing. They have lost 11 straight road games to the Raptors, 10 in this building. Oh, <laughs> I swear to God, turning 40 in four months and this team's trying to make sure I don't make it to 40, I'm trying to end, trying to end it at 39. It's like, nope, you've had enough. You're not making it all the way there. Oh, we're going to put you in an early grave. <clears throat> Goodness. Uh, <laughs> I should say the Knicks win. The Knicks win 112 108 to um, conquer some demons in the way that only they can in what has been uh, as much of a house of horrors for them as any as any place. Um, you know, you can mention Denver where they won earlier this season. And I, I know that I think the streak in, in terms of games lost at Denver was longer. But Toronto's different. Toronto's in your division. You know, um, and to go, however, whatever it was, eleven straight games, I think, um, at not winning in Toronto is just like, you know, come on. Um, it, and if they were going to do it, <laughs> they were going to do it in a fashion like they did tonight. I have to start off with an anecdote because, like, my I was watching most of this game on my laptop because my my wife and daughter were having a movie night. Uh, not much of a movie night. They're watching uh, episodes of Wednesday on Netflix, which is my daughter's favorite show. And then they went in because I woke the baby up when the Knicks did something and I did something in reaction to whatever the Knicks did. And uh, I had, I put on the game on the TV with about six minutes left. And so they're, they're sitting there watching with me and my, you know, my daughter wants to go to bed and my wife is like, no, I'm actually into the game. Let's watch to the end. And 
with like three minutes left or whatever it was, three and a half minutes left, my wife is like, they're up 16. You could relax. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't get it. And I, I, she knows of the events of the last few weeks. And I then had to remind her what Toronto did um, to Milwaukee two nights ago. And I'm like, no, 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 this game's not over. And sure enough, uh, it was, uh, what did it ever, what did it get down to? I guess it got down to, to two points at one point. And then as that was all unfolding, I was of course doing what I do and pacing and I don't know what else. And then when Brunson in the biggest play of the game, um, gets the and one drives, takes the open lane, draws the contact, gets the foul, makes the basket and hit the hit, you know, and the foul call in that moment, I must have let out a string of expletives that my daughter, who is six and God bless her virgin ears has never heard before. And instead of getting mad at me, my wife and daughter just start laughing hysterically because she had never heard her father or seen her father react in such a way. Um, and then Brunson hit the free throw. And I know, I know he missed the last free throw, but he hit the one that counted um, uh, at, at the end there to put them up four. And it was a great moment for him, um, especially with this recent string of like, he, you know, he forgot how to take free throws ever since the Bulls game. Great moment for him. Um, Great moment for the Knicks. I, I was thinking to myself midway through or with like four minutes left to go in the game when they were up 16, I was like, man, is this the Knicks best win of the season? And now that they, now that they won the game and um, did it in the fashion that they did nearly blowing a 16 point lead with whatever it was three and change to go. Does that make the win more impressive or less impressive? I don't know. I think that's one of those, uh, you know, beauty, beauty in the eye of the beholder or, or, you know, See glass half full, glass half empty, however you want to put it. As I see the Knicks have tweeted out, this is 100th, Tom Thibodeau's 100th win as a Knicks coach. So congratulations for Tit to Tibbs. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I don't know. This team, this, this fucking team. Uh, they, they are not suited well to play this team. Let me just, I think I could sum up the entire game like that because I think that speaks to the bad of this game and it speaks to the great of this game because this team really is not a good matchup for them. They have a lot of length. They completely neutralized Jalen Brunson all game long. Um, Fred Van Vliet, uh, the Raptors length. And when you, you know, when you cut the head off this snake and it's a team that is missing RJ Barrett. So you, not only do you cut the head off the snake, but you, you are not you as New York. You don't have your your release valve. Um, and RJ had a really nice game against the Raptors the last time they played. So then, how do you score? And how did the Knicks score? Julius Randle shooting flames out of his butt to start the game. They needed that start from him, I believe. Um, that you hit threes, you take threes, and you hit threes. And the Knicks tonight, sure as shit. Every I pretty much every time they had an open three or had a three that was like remotely open, they took it. They attempted 37 threes tonight. They made 16 of those threes for 43%. Every one of them mattered. They needed to make and take and make all of those. And they needed a dominant effort from Mitchell Robinson. And Mitchell Robinson finished this game with 18 rebounds, eight of which came on the offensive glass. They absolutely murdered the the Raptors in second chance points. That's how you were going to beat this team tonight. And that is exactly how they did beat this team tonight. Um, 
just really big efforts across the board. Uh, the Knicks went into the fourth quarter. I actually tweeted out the wrong number. They they went into the fourth quarter with 11 free throws over the first three quarters. They took 15 free throws in the fourth quarter. Uh, ended up with 26 for the game. Finally got to the line. That's another way they were going to win this game. They did what they needed to do in the fourth quarter to make that happen. Great job by them. Um, you know, Julius Randle ends this game with the big stat line, 32 points, 11 rebounds. Um, you know, Brunson ends up with 26 heroic effort by him in the fourth quarter to just like savvy and guile and grit his way to those points in what was really a rough night for him. But there were unsung heroes across the board. Um, first of which, and I mentioned Mitch, um, I'll mention Miles McBride next. Cause I want to save the best for last miles McBride uh, played 21 minutes. I thought his defense was outstanding every sing- single minute he was in the game. So great job by him. Uh, I thought Fournier gave them some nice minutes. Um, Quentin Grimes, I thought his shots were big and he made some big plays and all he had two huge threes in the third quarter when the Raptors were really making their push, knocked them both down. Those were just felt important in the moment because it felt like a game. If the Knicks gave up that lead and they had built up a 17 point lead in the first half and it, the Raptors had whittled it down to whatever one or two in the third there early and Grimes hit two threes that felt just so huge in the moment. Cause it felt like if the Knicks were going to give up that lead at that point, they weren't going to get it back. But the real unsung hero of this game, as far as I'm concerned is Emmanuel quickly. And um, look, there's been a lot of discourse, I guess, over the course of the last couple of weeks, over the course of the entire season about quickly. He really is. He has kind of taken over for, for Randall, for RJ, for anyone else you want to say as like, the lightning rod discussion point on this team. You know, some people think some people think he has an all-star ceiling. Some people think he is, you know, an undersized guard who isn't good enough to, you know, shooting the ball to be ever be a consistent impact player in a positive way on the offensive end. And like, you know, that's going to be a death knell to him as with all these things. I think the truth is probably somewhere in between tonight. His efforts were absolutely massive. His defense never gets enough credit. It was great as usual. Played 37 minutes. They needed every one. And his buckets and, and ability to get to the to, to the line at the end of the third, that basket at the end of the third was, or free throws at the end of the third was used, uh, at the end of the third, excuse me, were huge. And then his buckets in the, the fourth quarter. He had a few there to start the fourth, got to the line to begin the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure he had another basket um, at one point in the in the fourth quarter that was big. Real unsung hero uh, of, of this game. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to put out a newsletter special weekend edition for tomorrow. I might put something together. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get one of the stars. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, for as much as it would be painful not to give one to uh, Randall uh, Brunson or Mitch. Uh, quickly, we just he was awesome. And the Knicks win this game somehow. They win. Um, I still don't quite know how they did it. Well, actually, I do know how they did it. I, I know how they almost didn't do it, and we'll we'll end on this. The the thing that this team has in common with some frustrating teams of Nick's past is you know the things watching sitting at home that they can't do, and they oftentimes do those things. Now, there's what we as fans, I think, feel like I know I fail to remember sometimes is that there are two teams on the court and the other team is a coach and the other team has a game plan. And like, 
part of the Raptors game plan was to like frustrate the Knicks and force them into turnovers. And the Knicks turned the ball over too many times tonight. And I thought their half court defense was excellent all game long. Um, with the exception of some, some iffy moments there down the stretch of the fourth quarter. Um, but when they got the Knicks into turnovers and the Knicks turned the ball over 13 times tonight, the Raptors converted those into 17 points. And that was, I think a big, a big thing in the game. Um, you know, as far as them almost blowing the lead down the stretch, I mean, it it's amazing to me. I looked it up midway through the game. I, I have no idea how the Raptors are tied for 11th in total defense with the length that they have. And, you know, even the one guy who who isn't long, Fred Van Fleet, is a, is a top-notch defender. He's an all-NBA caliber defender. Um, how are they... How are they not at least a top 10 defense? It's amazing to me. Um, and then the reminder for for why they're not is because they don't play with a true center and they do are, you know, susceptible to offensive rebounds and they are susceptible to um, the right sorts of players being able to get to the rim. Unfortunately, the guy that the Knicks have, whose specialty it is to get to the rim and help their his own team draw offensive rebounds and 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 draw fouls and all those sorts of things, was not playing tonight. So, you know, in that respect, I'm I'm not shocked that the game ended up being close. They need to clean up the end of game stuff. It's frustrating. I get it. I, you know, it goes on everybody. It goes on the coach. It goes on the players. Like you cannot let a 16 point lead get down to two and almost lose the game. You just, it just can't happen. You have to, you have to figure it out. Um, and I think the big, pl- the, the moment where we were, where all of our hearts went up in our throats was the Brunson turnover with three minutes to go. And they, grab the ball and I think it turned into a three and that cut it from 13 to 10. And then all of a sudden it's not a 16 point lead with just under four to go. It's a 10 point lead with three to go. And it's like, Oh wow. That's something that you could come back from. Um, you know, offense can't get stagnant, all those things. So, but they, they listen, listen, you win. You, you win. You figure out a way to win. It's what you do. It's what you have to do. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be pretty. Not if you don't have a great team. And this team is this year. There's been a lot of great teams that have lost these sorts of games. Oh, now my now my youngest is up joining the party. Of course she is. Um, shout out to my wife, the the real the real MVP, on and off the court. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, I'm just happy they got this one. Four in a row. How you doing? How do you like them apples? Amazing. This team, eight straight, then five straight, now four straight. Funny, funny team, fun team, wild team. I don't know what else to say about it. I'm curious where the comments are tonight. I hope they're happy. I hope that we could we could relax for two days. There's no game this weekend. We could have two days of like free and easy. The team is 22 and 18. Miami's playing Phoenix right now. We'll see what happens there. I know the Pacers won tonight, but um, you know, should be able to come out of this weekend still in playoff position. Which at this point, I don't know what more you could ask for. All right. Let's do it. Let's get to the super chats. Excited to see what people have to say. Um, before we do that, we will start as we um, have been doing lately with our personal injury report. No RJ Barrett in this game. I should say at the top for anybody who may have missed the news cycle tonight, RJ Barrett was finally interviewed about his injury. Um, and we're going to talk about that injury courtesy of our friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. Um, the best personal injury lawyers in the business. Call them today at 212 366 6100. Yes, it is a firm that is run by Nick fans. That is important. I would not partner with any personal injury firm that was not 
run by Nick fans. You could also visit them at weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. Don't hire a rookie to represent you in your personal injury case. Hire a veteran. Um, yeah, no RJ Barrett again tonight. He explained today that um, it was not Luka Doncic. Uh, Luka Doncic's Logan Wolverine, whatever, like fingernails that opened his his um, finger, but uh, his like bone slash tendon coming through his 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 hand. Um, whatever it is, stitches on it. It was very painful. Um, and he hopes to be back soon. Uh, I'm not really worried. It was great to hear from him today. Be awesome if he made it back for Monday um, to face Milwaukee and try to keep the streak going because they're going to need him. So uh, that is your personal injury report for the day. Uh, and with that, we will move on to the comments. We start today appropriately enough with the with the the man who has been dying on the Thibodeau Hill with me since last season. Appropriate that. He starts off the comments tonight, given that this was Tom Thibodeau's 100th win as next coach. Haitian Ferg, I love the bench. Julius and Jalen Brunson led the way. Solid game plan. I completely agree with that. They did everything they needed to do against the Raptors in the half court um, on defense. And they listen, they scored. They scored enough points on offense. So give them credit for that. Um, great subs. Grimes, Deuce, quickly clutch in the second half. Solid all around win. Nice revenge win. Again exercising the demons. I love it. They needed a close win like this. They haven't gotten a win like this, I don't think, against a quality team. And the Raptors, I, I don't care what their record is. They're a quality team. So, you know, good, good win. Thanks, Haitian, for starting us off. Forgotten NYC, Claudio Cos Curse officially over, asking for a friend. Man, Jeremy, how's Jeremy feeling right now? Picked one and two for this week. Knicks went three and oh. It's a bad beat, Jeremy. Jeremy should get two losses for this week. As for GMAC, uh, his his prediction's still alive. I think they only have to go, what, eight and oh from here on in? Uh, for the rest of the, yeah, win their next eight, win their next seven, something like that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But listen, I, I've been saying it for a while now. It's a good team. It's a good team. They're, they're, you know, you can't fake their net rating, their offensive rating, their defensive rating, their, their, their general consistency that they've displayed for more than half the season. Now you can't fake all that stuff. The starting lineup net rating, you cannot fake that stuff. Um, it's a good team. It's fun to watch. Thanks for gotten. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? I get extremely busy this time of the year. I'm watching basketball games, recording podcasts, and brainstorming ways to trade your favorite Knicks. So I try to save time and skip the grocery store when I can. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Paired by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, there really is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Don't hesitate. Head to factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box.
Uh, Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? Hashtag JB is him carrying the Knicks to an insane five versus um, five v eight victory down the stretch. Uh, thought he and Randall swapped good halves. Julius didn't look good off ball in the fourth. Um, I am not. You're not. If you're waiting for any Julius criticism for the fact that he maybe called his own number a little bit too much. Um, after the hot start to this game, I mean, my God, it seems like a million years ago, but the dude started five of six from, from deep and was, we thought it was six of seven, but one of those was overturned to a two, whatever. Um, there, I, I, there were a couple possessions where the offense stagnated and ended with the ball in his hands. I get that. I get that. But there were also some possessions where the offense seemed like it was stagnating, and then he made a great read and ended up in a great shot. And was it a perfect game from Julius Randle after the first quarter? No. Is it a game that I will take 10 times out of 10? Absolutely. Um, His effort and his intention, I believe, continued to be good. You could win games with this version of Julius Randle. The version that we had last year and for at times at the beginning of this year, you could not win with that version. That's the difference. So, you know, and like, he's not supposed to be the best player on the team, but often he has been for a while and they've been winning regardless. So credit to him for that. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate that. Um, And yes, Jalen Brunson is, is him or is he as... Benji would say DJ MKC. What's going on? DJ MKC. Would you say the Knicks are more Ben Wallace from the free throw line or Shaq? Um, they tonight, they were 18 of 26 from the line. I mean, say this, they get to the line a ton, which is nice. It's, it's a, it's a good thing to get to the line a ton. They have a bunch of good free throw shooters. I don't feel like them as a free throw shooting team. I don't feel like they're they're like broken. I feel like Brunson was in his head for a while, um, for sure. Not ideal. But for the year, percentage-wise from the line, this is for the year, they are 18th out of 30 teams. So, like, you know, is that is that great? No, it's not great, um, but it's okay. It's not like they're last. Um, I'm looking up actually as we speak their free throw percentage in clutch situations this year, and I have a feeling it it might be a little bit worse. Let's see. In clutch free throw shooting, the Knicks this season are 22nd. Okay. 22nd, 72%. Not great. But you could live with it. How would you like to be the Lakers? Lakers, 65% from the line in clutch situations. That's that's not what you want. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna lose sleep over it, but that's me. Thanks, DJ MKC. Uh Gee Huber then, what's going on, Gee Huber? Explain our late game, our late game game plan like I'm five. It's it's not that complicated. The Raptors pressed. And when a team like the Raptors presses, um, with all that length, like they make life tough, especially if you're inbounding the ball on the baseline. Um, there is no, I mean, you, you, you 
try to get open. You try to draw plays and those plays need to be cleanly executed. And if you don't cleanly execute those plays, the first pass or the second pass may not be there. It gets messy, but like, I hate, I, I'm sorry to, to pin this on you, but I hate when fans do this, when they act like there isn't another team with five guys and another coach. Like I know Toronto, it's so funny. It goes both ways. Toronto fans were ready to give uh, Nick Nurse a, a lifetime contract two years ago, and now they want him fired because things aren't going their way. And this is what fans do. You know, um, it's like the guy not long ago was known as one of the more genius coaches in the NBA. The dude knows how to draw up a game plan, especially when you give him a team of guys like that, especially on the defensive end, and you put him in a situation where it's like, okay, make sure the other team doesn't get this ball. Like the Knicks don't have a big wing who moves fast that can that can be taller than other guys and also move quicker. That guy's not on the Knicks right now. Um, the closest they have, I guess, is RJ Barrett, and he's hurt. I'm not excusing it, but like you know, they did the same shit to the Milwaukee Bucks two days ago. They're, that team won a championship two years ago. They're the best player in the sport. Like, I, 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 I really, this stuff gets under my skin like you wouldn't fucking believe. Um, <laughs> watch any NBA night this year, any NBA night, and you're going to see some game that has some chicanery coming down the stretch. And, and it's like all those coaches should be fired. I know that's not what you're saying explicitly in the comment, but like it's, it's, it's 40 fucking games of this year. This team is one of the best offenses and best defenses, best overall teams by net rating, good record, anything you possibly want as a Nick fan. And it's still like, Oh, let's find an excuse to shit on Tibbs. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And it is the thing that I will, I just, I have been bottling it in all season. Absolutely infuriating. It's a good win tonight. Stuff is disgusting. Hannibal Miles with the next comment. Quick JB McBride, Quentin Grimes, Julius Randall in the last minute. Yes, uh, Rob fouled out. But could that small ball lineup be part of the season reason for the game getting too close? I mean... What do you want to what do you want to put out there? You know, uh, it's a quick lineup. It's a quick lineup moves around fast. Uh, In theory, that's the lineup you want when you know the other team needs threes flies around the court, you know, gives good contests. Um, Good defenders, you know, McBride quickly. The funny part about that is if they had a big in and it went the same way, Regardless of the direction the game went, everybody would be on here shouting and yelling and screaming about, oh, why weren't the next best defenders in the game when you knew you needed a three for the other team? Grass is always greener on the other side. Um, thanks, Hannibal. Forgotten NYC. Uh, also, I'm way too old for this shit. We all are. I don't care if you're 20, you're too old for this shit. Um, gets tiring. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Uh, can't be enough effusive praise for Jalen Brunson. Completely agree. Made up for a tough night with some big plays down the stretch. Big fourth quarter from him. Randall got tired after the first, but played hard and got a shitty whistle, which clearly frustrated him at the end of the first half. He let that get to him. I think that's the only time he really let it get to him. Uh, Jeremy should have gone 3-0 for this week. Hashtag 48 wins. Hashtag we back. Um, 
yeah, I'll, I'll my 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 high end prediction for this team always felt I always felt pretty good about forty three being my high end. I don't know how much higher than that I'm willing to go. I think Andrew's high end was like 45, 46. Um, I like it. Um, I like it. I like somewhere in that range, 43 to 45, 46. I'm about 48. 48 is a little high. Harry Donut, what's going on? Thank you for the contribution. Always, always appreciate it. Hushu, what's going on, Hushu? Uh, this team is elite at scaring the fans. I will say that. It is. It is. Brunson making that bucket just tells me we would have never lost to the Mavs if we had him. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about that much, right? Um, probably don't lose to the Mavs. I would have loved to see how the Spurs game would have gone with Jalen Brunson in there. Um, you know... Again, there's been a lot of these games. There's been a lot of these games, and this team is not good in late game situations. And I'm not trying to absolve anybody of that. Coach has to own it just like everybody else, but you know, just a little bit more damning here than usual. Um, yeah, imagine if this team was one or two games, one or two more games up in the standings. Imagine that. Imagine if they were, if they, if Brunson didn't get hurt and they had him for that Dallas game and they had him for that Spurs game, even if they win one of those two games. You're talking about then 23 and 17. All of a sudden you're tied in the win column with Philly, you know, and you're clear of Indiana and you're, you're even higher up on, on Miami. Um, it's probably where they should be. If we're being honest, probably where they should be. Um, we'll see. See what happens moving forward. Thanks. Hush. Uh, Rich. What's going on, Rich? Appreciate your contribution. Thank you very much. Keith, what's going on, Keith? Uh, unnecessarily close at the end, but I won't complain. It's okay to complain. Uh, about time we went in Toronto. Our team is tough as hell, man. Let's get it. Enjoy your weekend, Mac. I will enjoy my weekend. I was in a great mood to start this, and now I'm in a shitty mood. I'm gonna, I'll be in a better mood by the time I wake up tomorrow. Um, yeah, but thank you, Keith. It's a good win. Definitely, for sure. Rob Thelusma. What's going on, Rob? Good to hear from you. What's up, JM and our man, Andrew? Andrew's off tonight. We got Justin Palmer on the ones and twos. Shout out to Justin. Um, doing a great job so far. Julius Randle is playing angry, and I am here for all of it. Yeah, man, it was wild seeing him every, after every one of those made threes in the first quarter. I don't know who he was shouting out in the crowd, but he was shouting at someone. Um, nothing wrong with a motivated Julius, I'll say that. Um, even with the hateration being stirred and shaken, I um, I'm just happy that he's turned his season around. I mean, I I don't know how many different ways I could say it. Playing like an all star, shut up all the critics. Me first and foremost. You know that's why that's the thing, right? It's like. It's okay to have a position on something or someone, whether it be a, play, a player or a coach, and then get more evidence and be reasonable in your thought process and change that opinion. Um, and I certainly have changed my opinion on Julius Randle. He, uh, he did a lot of work in the offseason. Wasn't hard to come back, or it wasn't easy to come back from what he came back from. Because God knows, I can't imagine there being any place in the world tougher to play when you know everybody has it out for you 
than New York. In other sports, especially better guys than him, more talented guys than him have come through the city and absolutely wilted and just wanted no part of it. And he stuck around. He righted the ship. Deserves all the credit in the world. I don't know if he's playing angry or whatever, but whatever it is, it's working. I'm happy he's doing it. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Sean Ford, what's going on, Jordan? I shortened your first and second name into one word. Sorry. Um, One of the most impressive wins of the season, in my humble opinion. Raptors starting five is very good and a tough matchup. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle worked some uh, worked some late game execution issues. I, I I think also it you know it should be said that it's Jalen Brunson's first year here, and it's also Jalen Brunson's first experience in his career, other than whatever games Luka Doncic was out, um, in which he's the guy with the ball at the end of games. So like, yeah, you could go back to Villanova and whatever, but until you've done it at the pro level, like there have been a lot of high pedigree guys that when they're young and they're rookies and they first come into the league, they first get put in those situations and they wilt under pressure. So the combination of like, these guys haven't been in these situations together yet. Jalen Brunson hasn't been in these situations very much. Um, I think that all, you know, that all has to do with it. As far as the Raptors starting five, I mean, I know we talk a lot about minutes here. Uh, Four of those guys played over 40 minutes tonight, and the only one who didn't was Scotty Barnes, played uh, 36 minutes. So, like, you know, again, (laughs) there's other guys out there coaching for their jobs and overextending their players. Um, And Nick Nurse is one of them. So, yeah, their, their starting five is very good. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Busy, what's going on? Why do we have to ISO at the end of the game? Why won't the co- again with this stuff? Why won't the coach call plays? We played like we won already in the final two minutes and almost lost. Um, all of your all the fancy stuff, it goes out the window in the last couple minutes of the game, last five minutes of the game. It's not even the last two minutes. Last five minutes of the game. Again, turn on any game, any close game, last five minutes. And you're going to see 85, 90% of the time, you're going to see ISOs because teams bear down and God knows that team is capable of bearing down. Um, Is it, again, I'm not defending. It was bad offense. You you cannot almost blow a 16-point lead with four minutes to go. It's terrible. It's on everybody. It is on the coach. It is on the players. It's on everybody. And there were probably some poor decisions in there too made by the players. But it's not like... It's not like there's um it's not like there's a magical play call that like another coach would have access to and it's like oh if they call that play then of course you know the late game offense would have been better it, it there's another team out there with another coach you know with guys who are who are engaged and locked in and like doing everything they can like it happens and then you have to look for the seams and Jalen Brunson to his credit when the defense was overly aggressive, he found a seam and he scored, got the and one, and they won the game. And that's the difference. You know, it's about reading and reacting. It's always about reading and reacting with this team. And you know where they've gotten to reading and reacting? They've gotten to 22 and 18. So that's not that's not too bad. Um, 
Thanks, Busy. Appreciate your uh, your thoughts as always. Uh, Hamdi, what's going on, Hamdi? Uh, solid, solid win. Toronto is just so athletic and long. Help me understand what Hardenstein brings to the table again. Hashtag baby, we were born to Brun. I like that one. Um, feels like he doesn't bring a lot to the table for this particular team. I feel like I'm saying the same thing in different ways. Um, every time I come on here and, and talk about Brunson and Brunson versus Sims, and I know Sims only played four minutes tonight. Um, it's not great. It seems like some of the beat guys have been implying that they maybe would not be shocked or they think maybe the move is to once Obi Toppin comes back to, to give Sims that run and not Hardenstein. Um, I'm here for it. If that's the way they want to go. Um, yeah, it, it's it. But again, I, I don't want to make it out like he's a bad player and I don't want to make it out like he doesn't do things to help this team because he does. And he is a good player. Uh, it's just not a great fit for what the Knicks need. And I think Sims might be a better fit. Also, in regards to the Knicks late game offense, uh, crunch time situations, the Knicks have the 13th best offense in the league. Some teams that are below them, crunch time offense. The Cavaliers, the Warriors, the Mavs, the Suns, the Hawks. Got Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. Uh, the 76ers, well below the Knicks in crunch time offense. And of course, the worst crunch time offense in the league this year, the Milwaukee Bucks. It's hard. It's hard at the end of games. There's no foolproof anything that you could do. There just isn't. If there was, teams would do it. <laughs> Thanks, Sammy. Appreciate it. Um, next up, where are we going next? I can't wait to see where we're going next. Ryan, what's going on, Ryan? Also, Barnes uh, really looks like not KD, huh? I wonder how, I wonder if, like, did Toronto have, like, meetings about that? Like, hey, should we put this guy on the table? Um, I don't want to bury Scotty Barnes just yet because I think he's going to be a really good player. Um He's not had a good year. Obviously, he's not had a good year. I guess the thing that I I was not I was a little confused by by that discourse was like Scotty Barnes' profile is like a really wonderful player who I think maybe probably tops out as a better a better scoring version. I won't say a better offensive version, a better scoring version of Draymond Green because Draymond Green is a brilliant offensive player in basically every other way other than shooting the ball. Um, And that's incredibly valuable, but like, it's not like he's some kind of like creator engine sort of guy. It, the, 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 the designation of like, Oh, he's, he's not, he's not tradable that seemed to get slapped in on him over the summer was probably a bit much. I'll say that. So that's a, that's a good call by you, Ryan. Thanks. Uh, Soggy Buns 65. What's going on, Soggy Buns? I'll take the W, but it irks me how timid they could be in the last few minutes with the lead. Yeah, they are timid. It's not good. It's not great. And the only way to get over it is to be in these situations and try to learn from each situation. But at the same time, it's like 
who are the guys that are out there on the court late in the games? And they're the guys that we want out there, right? Okay, well, who are they? Second-year player, Quentin Grimes, hasn't played 82 games yet in the NBA. Third-year player, Emmanuel Quickly. As I said, Jalen Brunson, he's the point guard. Okay, never been the guy with the ball in his hands at the end of these games in these sorts of situations before in his professional career. And then Julius Randle was a guy who, like, his his above-the-neck issues at times, you know, they are well-documented. Um, it, it is probably a, a team that is just not ideally suited to be in these situations, which is why I think it is kind of impressive that they're a top half of the league offense in clutch situations. Um, it's just when they, you're right, when they have the lead, it's just a bad situation all around. But it, but, but you know, everybody deserves the blame. Everybody deserves the blame equally. Players, coach, everybody. Uh, thanks, Soggy. Appreciate it. 